0: On We Talk, it is twelve forty-seven in the morning while I'm recording this intro. Um, I'm Matthew Winter, as you probably know by now, and this episode is it, it's the return of Retro Arcade Monkey. He is a good friend from from England, and he's a voice actor. He's the narrator of Marnie's that Show, you know your favourite show, and you know he's coming back. And this is what I'm been watching. We talk some film and TV. Give some recommendations. Have a bit of a an interesting discussion at the end about Rick and Morty. So yeah, it's a bit of a heated a heated argument, I'd say. But you know, I think you guys will enjoy it. So yeah, enjoy it. So we're back. This is actually season two, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that at all, but you know, we've, we this is this is I think this might be the second episode of season two, something like that. Oh um, dear
1: God, this th- this thing has seasons? Whoa. Well,
0: because, so see, the first, the f- there was the pilot season, which was, you know, me, Brad, Chris just sitting in the at downstairs at my mum's house on camera trying to make some funny jokes. A lot of them were cringy as shit. Um, and then we had the second season was, you know, just figuring it out and, you know, you hopped on board and then, you know, did some experimental stuff. And now I think we're sort of, season two is where it starts actually being good. Does that make <laughs> sense? Like yeah, this is where this is where
1: we (laughs) we uh, we legitimize ourselves
0: ourselves as a legitimate podcast. Precisely, you're exactly right. Um, you're retro arcade monkey for people who don't know. Um, Yes, even though you're in the description of the video and the everything. So, but (laughs) we 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 are here today to do a bit. We're gonna let's talk a bit of or what I'm gonna call. On we loves movies slash TV also, so we're gonna talk about some things that we watched. Yeah, sounds good. That was a very cringy introduction, but let's hell go with that. yeah, let's embrace the cringe. I don't give a shit anymore. We, <laughs> what have you what have you been watching? What's the the main thing you've been watching in the recent months? I'd
1: say probably um, this one movie called 1408 that mm-hmm. I watched like a little bit ago, which was. Um, which was like I forgot who directed it but it was um this really small independent movie um that was funded by Robert Rodriguez's company or I think it's his company I don't fucking know but anyway it's like it's a it's a film based off of the Stephen King story 1408 mm-hmm. about some dude who goes into a building and he's like a ghost's a ghost explorer hunter guy and he's 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 very he's very jaded about ghosts He's like, I don't really mm. care about ghosts. They're, they're fake. They're fake as hell. I write a, a spooky book on them that's completely fake and not true at all. And he's basically a giant shyster. And then, and then he gets revealed, uh, revealed to him this special room in this hotel, in this weird hotel called. In uh, the room is called 1408, and he goes in there, and it's like, it's a hellstorm, and it's actual ghosts and actual shit going down. And it's a really good psychological horror.
0: That sounds really, not, that sounds really good. So it's, it seems, it's, so it's a 2007 film, so it's, shit, that's fucking 10 years old.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was weird. It was, because it was, I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, this is 10 years old. This is really good. Uh, great sound design, um, just really good cinematography. And it was recommended to me by, uh, by my, my good pal, my, my good pal Dan. I, I love him he's a he's a, little, he's a he's a he's a good he's a good fella i know he's listened to a few of these already Aww, um, i feel just blessed. A few of them he's 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 listened to snippets not not entire episodes but yeah he's he's nice boy and uh i'm going to be seeing him in australia soon ooh but uh yeah well, if if i ever go to australia yeah i'm definitely going to see you and oh, yeah, dan definitely uh 100% and yeah, I, I guess like. Shit, like, a, a thing about 1408, by the way, getting back into it, is that the main character is like a massive asshole, like, throughout a good portion of the movie. <laughs> and how it's like. It sets up that he's this douchey, like, probably. Like, ex or, like, C list celebrity author. And by the way, all of Stephen King's books. Always have the main character as an author for some reason. Like probably Hmm, that's that's weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like The Shining, An Author, Misery, it's about an author. Um shit, dude. 1408 is literally about an author. And also another fun fact is the um the book, uh that Stand By Me, the movie Stand By Me, if you've seen that, um the oh, book yeah, based sure. off of that yeah the main character from that from that movie grows up later to be a writer, <laughs> really? Yeah, because in the beginning of the mo- I'm probably spoiling this whatever, but by the end of the movie, it has the the main character as a grown adult, like he's a he's a dad, he's a father and he's um he's, he's writing the ending of the story of the book uh, signifying he's a, he's a famous author. And, yeah, there's an author in every Stephen King book and movie as well, like, in some shape or form. Like, whether that's whether that's main character or a side character doesn't matter. There's an author involved. So I guess it could be seen as, like, Stephen King sort of self-inserting himself.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it's, like or like, either that or it's, like, there was a lack of that career type within movies and he felt like it didn't do you know what I mean like that sort of well more um, so
1: books more so books as well I think it was mm -hmm. more because no King didn't really write the scripts of oh yeah that's true so like yeah yeah
0: (laughs) that's how that's how it ended up yeah but like yeah so it might have been a lot of books didn't really have writers or authors Mm -hmm. as lead characters or characters at all really
1: or he wanted to put himself inside the story in a way, like it, which is more likely. Yeah. that's probably more likely. Well, it's, it's like a non, not as cringy self-insert. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like it's it's basically um, him,
0: but not really. It's like a different character. Um, what were you saying about the main character? Um, played by John Cusack, by the way. Yes. Um, how you were saying he's sort of he's an he's an asshole, because hmm. the words I see here. He he's a cynical, skeptical author. So does like. Does he take a lot of the characteristics of, like, what an antagonist would be, rather than, like, he's the main character, which is generally the protagonist, but is he more the bad, like, is he the bad guy, or is he more like a character that, like, do you empathise for the character? throughout the movie you you actually do empathize with him
1: he's yeah he's he comes across as that within the first while but as the film kind of uh, kind of goes down this spiral you sort of actually more more so empathize with him a lot as a character Um, a lot of spoilers on this film good god you have to put a spoiler tag on 1408 because if you want to enjoy (laughs) if you want to enjoy 1408 and probably skip this part um, or not you could just listen to it whatever but yeah i mean the character he's he has this um yeah i mean he has this uh, has this like kind of charm to him he has this very cynical charm to him um somewhat like um somewhat like bill murray's character from ghostbusters like he has this really um very blatant cynicism and and skepticism and then by the end he becomes this comes not so much a hero but just the the guy that you're rooting to get out of that room by the end of the, uh, end of the film and it's it's also got this classic horror movie feel to it which is one of the reasons why I guess I should I, I'm recommending it on this podcast he it has a very old feel to it like um, which is kind of one of the reasons why I love the mist so much which also, Happened to be a story, another story by Stephen King. Um, It had this, it has this very classic feel to it where it it feels almost like a Twilight Zone episode, Um, like a classic Twilight Zone where the guy is like trapped in in this psychological mess that he's put himself in because he wants to write a story. It's very Twilight Zone-esque and you might actually notice that when watching the movie. very much feels like a Twilight Zone movie type movie, anyway.
0: Interesting, because it looks it looks very good, and it's got a, it looks like it has a pretty good cast as well. You get, like you know Sam, mm. John Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson. It's so, um, and it's directed by a Swedish guy I just looked at who has done. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, so he's done. He did Evil, which is a movie in two thousand three as well, which is a Swedish film, and that's his only besides 1408 that's the thing he's known for but it's like a swedish film do you know what i mean like so this is the first english film that he di- that he's really like done that has like stood out oh shit sure. as it obviously would as a as a stephen king adaption. but even then like there's not many pe- there's not many um pre- um film production studios that like take risks on like people who are outside of the english do you know what I mean? Like, they'll they'll stick to the same sort of people and, like... Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, rather than sort of, like, branching out to different directors that are, like... Especially, like, ones that aren't based in America or England or anything like that. Yeah, it's just, it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't even know the director was Swedish. I thought he was... I knew he was foreign, but I didn't know that he was actually Swedish. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, he's, he's Swedish.
1: mm also, um, something I, I, to something mention, I noticed oh, actually. Oh, yeah. No, go yeah. on. Go ahead. Actually.
0: No, no, no. no you, you first. You first. Oh, okay.
1: I was gonna say, like, a lot of uh, films actually I've been watching happen to be Stephen King adaptations. Like. Oh um, really? Yeah. Like I saw Misery, um, which was also really good, and uh, The Mist as well. In fact, actually, I, I guess we could talk about both of those films. But after you, though, after you've uh, finished your thought.
0: I did want to mention. Um, Specifically, how we were talking about how um, the main character in fourteen oh eight is sort of like a like he's an asshole, but then he turns in, into like a, a nice, like not a nice guy, but you start to empathize for him. Yeah. Um, I really like in Breaking Bad how they do the exact opposite with fuck. What's his name? What's the main <laughs> character's name? Have you seriously forgotten Walter White's name? You. you yes, goof. I forgot Walter White's name. I'm sorry, You're uh, but boy. like it's. Ver- <laughs> That's very interesting how he's this really. Like you know, he's a uh, he's a teacher, and he's like, oh, just is, is why is he getting into the game again? Because he's poor. Or, is that what it is? He's.
1: Oh uh, no 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 no! He gets he gets oh, he gets, fuck, in, he, gets he gets into the um drug manufacturing game because he was diagnosed with cancer, and he wants he That's he right. wants. So when he dies, all the money he gets from making drugs is going
0: towards his family. That's but then right. he fucks it all yeah. up. It's such, it's honestly one of, like, and I guess we can provide spoilers on, a little bit of spoilers on Breaking Bad. Yeah. Because it's been out, like, the last episode's t- 2013, that's four years ago, but yeah, I watched all, I watched it from, you know, from start to finish, and like, it was something that I watched after the last season had come out, so I watched them all on DVD in a row. It's probably one of the best um, drama-based series that I've seen, 100%.
1: Oh definitely. And Better Call Saul is also fantastic too. But um
0: yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. Breaking Bad is um yeah, it starts off with this, you know, when you with Walter White where he's like he's he's got this um he's a generally okay, likable nice guy. He's a teacher, you know. He's alright. He's a chemistry teacher and then it and then he devolves into this different character and it's uh one of the best character arcs to ever to ever be seen on television, really, like it's um, it's iconic, it's important, and it's amazing how it was all uh, how how this whole thing was made, um, and it's it's surreal how uh, while I was watching I was watching the um, funny you mention it now because I was watching the um, the commentary tracks on the Blu-ray because I bought the Blu-ray set a while back and I, I thought you know what I have seen this show like three times now. I might as well actually listen to the commentary tracks and see what they have to say. Um, I got done watching the first episode commentary, and they had so much insight onto the show, and including one bit, one tidbit I didn't know. Everyone told me that it was originally going to be on HBO, but no. Uh, in fact, initially the show was pitched to FX, and then, oh, yeah, and then um, and then Vince Gilligan was like, actually, no, I think AMC is better for this show. Um, which was one of the reasons why, um, why the first season had so much swearing. Like, if you notice when watching the first season, they had nudity, the F-bomb was used far more than any of the other seasons, and, um, well, yeah, the whole thing is much more, like, crass and much more vulgar, and also you get to, you, you, you see Walter's ass more than any other season, so there's that, um... Because they were planning on pitching it to FX initially. FX is a uh, p- pretty pretty racy channel. Whoa. um mm, Yeah, it is. Yeah, because they're the same channel that that they're the same channel that did uh, Wilfred. <laughs> Fucking Wilfred.
0: They are Wil- Wilfred is a fantastic show. It really is. Oh. It's um. It, did you know that it wasn't it? Ad- it was adapted from the yes, Australian yes, series. Yes. I knew that. I. Because I was wondering why Wilfred had an
1: Australian accent. I was wondering why he was Aust- he played by a very 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 crass Australian man and then I found out oh yeah he was
0: Australian initially <laughs> Um I did speaking of FX they put out a series the first season recently and it's like nothing I've seen before it's it's called Atlanta and it's created by and stars Donald Glover mm. Charles Gambino and it's it's like it's based on these two cousins and um Donald Glover's character manages his cousin's rap career in the the Atlanta scene. Like it's not just based around that, but it's very it's shot very differently, and it just comes together Uh extremely differently from any other series I've seen. What's the what's the name of what's the name of the series? Sorry, it's called Atlanta. It is. Oh shit. It's pretty. It's and it's it's pretty good. He he manages his cousin called Paperboy, which is his which is his rap net, which is a very Interesting rap name. He's this big, fat, black dude, and all this stuff. Like, it's like they're all all the episodes are, like their own sort of like story. So it's there's an, like there's an ongoing arc, but it's all the episodes can sit there on their own sort of thing. Like, and it's it's very interesting how all the episodes like come together. Like this. Okay, there's a very interesting episode. Paperboy. He's um he plays this like celebrity basketball game. And he's playing against, the, on the opposite team is Justin Bieber, who is depicted as this like African American guy, which is, it's very interesting to see. And then they get an argument and how Justin Bieber's like, oh, they get like, in a fight. And then Justin Bieber is like, oh, yeah, I'm changing my, he's, oh, I'm the, I'm the good guy here. I'm changing my ways. And he's like, this, this new? it was like a press conference. And then he turns it into like the debut of his new single. Oh my and God. And it was, oh, it was really weird. And then oh. this like reporter was telling him, like, Like, because he, how his image comes together, Paperboy's image, and how, like, that, like, and it was uh, the whole episode, including the the sub-story, it was based on, like, image and, like, how to, like, how to navigate that, especially as a celebrity, because it's very, like, it's very interesting, because, like, he's known as, like, the um, Paperboy, he shot some guy a few episodes before, and, like, everyone's going on about that. And while Paperboy did something just, like, bad, just as bad, starting a fight at a celebrity basketball game, he was able to re- like redeem himself in the public eye, while Paperboy wasn't. Even though like he didn't really redeem himself, he just said, "Yeah, I've changed my ways. Here's my hit new single," and then puts on one of those microphones, that attaches like around to the mouth, and then starts singing on stage with these girl dancers that starts coming up on stage. Yeah, but it's very, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very well well together put show Charles Gambino Donald Glover oh, yes is very good at story like I've, I'm a big fan of his albums and that as well yeah and the way he tells stories is he's fucking good he really is fuck yeah god I
1: I've never heard of this show before I've this is the first I've ever heard of this and this sounds amazing really
0: it is actually really it's really fucking good oh it my really god is, right? I have
1: to check it out after this that sounds amazing like that concept really is, is really good. If if, 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 I, if I if I have mm. one show to probably recommend, sorry sorry for interrupting, but
0: no you, no you you're right.
1: If, if I have one show, I could recommend. Not all my friends like this show, which is fine. Mm. But it this show is um, Ash versus the Evil Dead.
0: <laughs> Ash versus the
1: Evil Dead. It's um mm. it's yeah it's a sequel TV show based off of the Evil Dead movies. And it takes place after the last Evil Dead movie. I think I mentioned this to you once before.
0: I think you did, yeah.
1: Yeah, because you were you were talking about like, because c- we were talking about um like supernatural, satanic, worshipping kinds of films, and right, I yes, and I right, recommended yes. Evil Dead to you. Which have you seen the Evil Dead yet? N- no, I haven't. No. Oh, you! I haven't got around to cuck it, cock boy. <laughs> You cut. Ca- <laughs> it's gonna be a theme of this episode. Me calling you a cuck boy for not getting <laughs> onto it, because The Evil Dead's one of my favorite movies.
0: So why didn't your friends like the series? I have no idea Ash why. I Dead,
1: don't know yeah. why. I think it has something to do with the writing. And oh yeah, uh, one uh, one thing I do know is that they didn't like it for one aspect, which was the side characters. Because Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Um, it by the way it's it's yeah it's a sequel to the Evil Dead basically. Uh, for those who don't know, it's uh, you have to watch the movie to fully understand it and to fully get a lot of the references. But it's basically about this guy named Ash, um, the, the this this guy who is who is famous for killing the um, killing demons and the undead and all this other stuff, and um, he's played by Bruce Campbell and he's he kicks ass he has a chainsaw arm and he kills devils and demons and shit so um the show basically continues that where he's like a washed up old man now he's he's you know he's cynical and he's a he's um you know he's he's got he's he's still got his chainsaw arm and he's like he's 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 still he's still like um, a wise cracker and a crazy guy um and so he's so some guy so so actually basically um he has this necronomicon where if you say word words these specific demonic words if you speak like the, these words in latin in a specific way you summon you summon the dead you summon like the demons from hell and so so basically how the how this kind of happens in the show is that he just he's 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 with this hooker and then he's drunk as hell so he's drunk he's with this hooker and then he gets and then he's like hey check out this Necronomicon I got hey check this out and he just reads out the the, the tome to summon the, the, the dead and then and then like oh oh boy the the demons come out and that's how the show starts <laughs>
0: That sounds fucking amazing.
1: It's hilarious. It's it's very goofy. It's very much unlike the first movie. One thing to note about Evil Dead is that the first movie is very different from the second. Um, What's
0: what sort of different is it, though?
1: Well, tonally it's different. Um, Writing-wise mm. it's different. And the character of Ash is entirely like a different person. It's a completely Ooh. different character altogether. The first Ash... Um, from the first Evil Dead was just a normal kid. Like, he was a normal teenager, you know, getting a a little bit into trouble. He wasn't really anything too special of a character. He was just, you know, he was just the the character that survives in the end. It's basically, like, Alien, but with demons. And Ripley is Ash, Ash, basically. Um, But then in Evil Dead 2, they basically take that idea and completely twist it around, where... Uh, This time, it it basically is almost a remake of the first one, except it skips ahead the entire point of the first movie, um, where this time his whole group – this time it's just him and his girlfriend instead of a group Mm. of teenagers. This time in Evil Dead 2, it's just him and his girlfriend that drive up to the spooky house – And then some shit goes down and um, basically she gets decapitated and and (laughs) and she becomes like a demon and she's like an undead demon or whatever. And this time the spell gets activated, not from the group, but this time a recording that they find like an old tape recording. And um, then then it all happens and then all this goofy shit happens and it's very comedic. Evil Dead 2 is basically a slapstick comedy whereas the first one was more straight up horror. Um much much, much to some people's dismay and other people's chagrin, but uh Evil Dead 2 is great. <laughs> it was fantastic and it was um it's very fun, it's really stupid and it also does understand the horror the uh, the the horror aspects of the first movie. So it's very much still a slasher film. Um, but it's more centered around Ash um, as a character more so than anything else. He's the focus, and he's basically the really cool protagonist douche guy that that leads the viewer on this like demon killing adventure through the house. And then it leads it. It actually ends on a cliffhanger that leads into the third movie, which is called Army of Darkness. It's not even called Evil Dead. It's just called Army of Darkness. Which was the first Evil Dead movie I saw, and I didn't know it was Evil Dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you what do you do? And uh, l- uh, Army of Darkness expands upon the character of Ash more so, and it's very much about him. Like it's it's taking this like small character from the first movie into an actual main character, like this pivotal point. And so, um, so the TV series. Uh, he, Bruce Campbell reprises his role, and he is wonderful. He is, he's, his, him playing the role, he's just absolutely lapping it up. Like, the amount of one-liners throughout this show is insane. And there's just some jokes that are just so brilliant. It's, it's, there's times where this show just really, really gets me, actually. Especially, like, with some one-liners and some character interactions. Like, um, like a character, there's, there's... Okay, one one problem that my friends have with the show is that the side characters are kind of slapped on. And I guess that's mm. fair enough, but I like those side characters. There's something likable and something endearing about them, which a lot of side characters don't have that. When you when you just slap them together, they don't have much to them. Whereas these characters actually kind of do. <laughs> Um, there's, so he, uh, yeah, there's he, like a Mexican char- <laughs> side character and he's treated like shit for most of the show. And he's called Pablo. It's like, it's the most stereotypical, ridiculous thing, but that's part of why I love it. It's just, it's ridiculous. And it doesn't take itself seriously whatsoever. And the demon designs are fucking amazing. But anyway, what what are you going to say, Sorry.
0: What I was going to say was like, you can still put them together. Like you can still put a character together that is just like... Slapped on, but still make it, still make it work. Like still make it add to the show. Mm. Do you know what I mean?
1: To me, I think it's part of the joke. Really, like when when they are slapped together. Uh, when by the way, fun fact: um, Sam Raimi directed the Evil Dead movies, and um, oh really? Yeah, it was it was before Spider Man. It was before he got popular. Another fun fact about Evil Dead: the Evil Dead movies did fucking terribly, and they were low budget, so they bombed. They did fucking horribly, but then a few years later they became, like, cult hits. Like, they were just... They were were, uh, cult films for the longest time. And then they made a remake of Evil Dead, which sucked! (laughs) Which was in 2013. It was really bad. Don't watch it. (laughs) So that's a remake
0: of the first film. Is that correct? Uh,
1: Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Because it has the whole group and everything. And it's more of a horror So is it...
0: Yes, yeah, I was going to say, is in that vein of mm. a horror movie, which it would be, and as you, yeah, Absolutely. so of course it's definitely, definitely not going to be as good. No, God no,
1: God no. I watched it with um a friend, and it we we were just shitting on the film, like we hated it. Um, and it got so much praise too, which I don't know why. I, I don't understand it. Like I watched a red letter media review on it, and I was like, why is my, why are Mike and Jay liking this? <laughs> it's awful. It's it's boringly shot and it's very poorly written and it feels too cliche like evil dead was cliche but it, le- it at least kind of carried that in stride and at least was ma- managed to be entertaining while being cliche this was not entertaining while being cliche it was just a lot of blandness like it tried to recreate a lot of what sam raimi did with the original film but it kind of fucked up it just didn't really, didn't
0: really connect well. Didn't hit all its marks. So what? Yeah, you wonder why is it a big, why is it a big hit? It doesn't make any like that makes no sense. So was it like so it was critically not acclaimed? Oh but no, it was panned. it was It was panned. was it
1: really. Yeah, when it first came out, oh. it got shit reviews, which is actually really unfair now because you watch the movie, it's great. It's a really, really good horror movie, um, and I think a lot of the criticism directed toward it w- was completely bullshit. Um, also, if you watch Stranger Things, you'll notice an Evil Dead poster there, um, which is yeah. which is hilarious because Evil Dead did terribly in 1982 <laughs> or 1981 <laughs> or whatever. And oh, s- same with the thing yeah. too. They had a thing poster, which also did badly. <laughs> But they've become these cult classics. Absolutely. Yeah, they became, like, really big influences on a lot of horror directors, too. Um, It's kind of like Twin Peaks, how Twin Peaks did badly um, in ratings during its second season, and yet its second season had the most influential moments in all of television history. Like, that finale was amazing.
0: Do you think they're, like, ahead of their times, in a way, of, like, what people... not expect but like the way people see different types of genres do you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah definitely like um especially especially the thing i think the thing was way ahead of its time for what it was and i think a lot of people didn't really understand a lot of it and a lot of people didn't like it because it was wasn't really what they were used to i guess in a way Hmm because i read this one really old review for the thing around the time it came out and it basically said oh it was it was it had no it was it was it had no pulp to it it had no real fucking um it had no substance to it and i'm like what the hell are you talking about the thing had like so much in so much there and so much detail and it got very underappreciated for what it was um and I yeah, feel I, I feel I, 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 yeah, and I feel it was kind of the same with Evil Dead, but also here's the thing, Evil Dead's a B movie. <laughs> it is very much a B mm. movie. The special effects in the original Evil Dead are so cheesy, it's wonderful.
0: <laughs> Interesting. It's very very bad. Yeah, that's well then, like you have to take it for what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People don't do that. Oh,
1: definitely. they really don't. Definitely. Um, take it. I think too many people take movies for granted sometimes, like th- yeah. like they're like, "Oh, a new movie came out." Whoa, without thinking of like what 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 if what if and 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 then they see it and they're like, "Oh shit, this is stupid. This is dumb. This is this is this is like this is not something I'm used
0: to. I want out of here." So yeah, oh, just stupid. Yeah, the the way people. See movies and like judge movies. Like, people just ha- have this. Do you know what I mean? Like, they don't they take it for granted and they don't see it for what it is. Oh. Like, people, like, oh, well, this isn't like. They compare. A lot of people compare. They have this really bad habit of comparing different movies to yeah. each other. Oh, it's fucking annoying. It really
1: is. Yeah. But oh. Without letting them um, just kind of be their own thing in a way. The, w- w- in a way, some comparisons are completely fine. But when okay. when they're so unreasonable, like I don't know like like comparing the room to like Tommy Wiseau's the room to I, I don't know, some 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 shit like I don't know um that that one that one crappy zombie movie. Uh, not the zombie movie, that one crappy um fucking Land of the Dead or whatever, like and how bad the dialogue oh, yeah, was um, in Land of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's it's silly to compare the two because like one was made, um, w- completely differently from the other. So yeah, yeah. You know. It's
0: the context. It's context is a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I did want to talk about two specific shows, and they're both Adult Swim shows. Oh boy. And they're two probably my favorite shows of all time, to be honest. Um, One's Rick and Morty, and one is the Eric Andre show. For two, like, and they're two drastically different shows, but they're two of my favourite shows of all time. They honestly are.
1: Oh my god. I have a thing about Rick and Morty, actually. I have a small little thing about it. Um, How how do you... Mm. Okay, this is probably going to be where we either completely agree with each other and suck each other's <laughs> dicks, or the part where we completely divide in terms of our thoughts on it. Because I have, a v- I-, I guess what could be considered very unconventional opinion about Rick and Morty. I've had a few fights over, uh, over it with a friend of mine about it. I don't like season three of Rick and Morty. <laughs> There you go. I said Ooh. it. I said it. I, I said
0: it. Be- I think it's the best season they've done. You. It's f- the best stuff they've done. This is where we completely oh divide ourselves. This is it. Okay. Well, Controversial okay, let's opinion. Discuss. Let's discuss. Yes. Let's discuss. Why do you think it's not good?
1: Ooh. there's there's a lot. Ooh. oh. Uh, one. is... Let's go. It's... Let's go
0: piece by piece. We'll go piece by piece.
1: Okay. So, first reason I think it's not as good as the other seasons, not nearly as good, is... Okay. Okay, this is the most basic, um, basic one. The Mad Max episode was horrible. I hated the Mad Max episode. You didn't like it? I didn't like it at all. It was an unoriginal idea for Rick and Morty standards. The characters felt incredibly off. The reason for why they went on the adventure was not very well written and ver- not very well thought out. And... It just felt really forced, like they tried to pick up from the April Fool's episode, the very first episode, where they went completely back. They went completely backwards from what they did with season two's ending, which season two's ending had a very strong, emotional feel to it, with Rick being in prison and shit's going down. Rick is basically you know, sacrificing himself for his family's well-being. There's something there. And and there's something to Rick's character that's a whole lot more than just, Morty, gotta go on an adventure. Oh, God, it's time to blow shit up. Oh, oh adventure.
0: No, no doubt there is.
1: Yeah, but season three completely demotes that down to... to exactly that. Um, Gotta go on an adventure, Morty. Uh, and it felt you think? like you there's really? no... Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like... A step up. I had an argument about this with uh, my friend, where he well, a mini argument I would say, but uh, it didn't really escalate or anything like that. But he <laughs> said, "I said I didn't like season three, and he said, "Okay, I'm sorry that you don't like ac- you don't like development, no. <laughs> you don't like character development." And I said, "Mate, season three has not had any good character development for its entire run." Sorry, sorry, sorry to sorry to, sorry Matthew, I'm I'm like bringing my opinions down. You, you go. This should, this should be... Uh,
0: well, see, I liked it. I've liked the whole season so far. The Mad Makeup... Like, I had nothing wrong with with that episode whatsoever. And yeah. I feel... So you think... So what you were saying about Rick, that um he cares for his... What so what, what, what? was it? That he cared for his family? Well, that he kind like, of... That sort he, of like, he has
1: this kind of... He, he has a lot more layers than what season three kind of ha- has been showing so
0: far. And it feels off but I th- to me, but I th- I like I feel like that's part of it, and it's, like it's slowly slowly coming out. Like in Pickle Rick, like where it's made obvious that, like he turned himself into a pickle because he didn't want to sort of like deal with all the hurt that he's put on his family. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, getting Jerry um, and Beth divorced. That sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, he's slowly opening up. I don't think that's it actually. I think
1: that's it's more so that he didn't want to deal with any of that shit. And same with like with, um, with with the with the mom. I can't believe I fucking forgot her name. Ugh, but Beth. 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 Yeah. God, there's something wrong with me anyway. Um. But yeah, like, I think it's just that. Season three, Rick, has been setting up and, and been planning meticulously, like ridiculously over planning and um ridiculously like overthinking a lot of stuff and it the writing feels like they're trying to make Rick this overpowerful, ridiculous monster, whereas in season one and two it's like completely different from that. He's just a But he's crazy always been
0: a bit of a monster. He's always been Absolutely. very um
1: yeah. But in season three, it feels like it's, cartoonish. Like it feels doesn't feel as real, as weirdly re- real as it didn't. is two. that
0: I? I see. I don't see that. It's. I feel like it's not on the same level of like how do you want know I mean it? Doesn't, it doesn't seem cartoonish to me. But then maybe that's just my perspective. Like sure. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. That's fine. No, do you know what I'm I mean? Sorry. Like, a, it's uh, the reason. But I'm the reason, right. the reason
1: right. I say that is episode one. Mm. Episode one of yeah. season three. Is in my opinion one of the worst episodes of the entire series, and I'm gonna say that because um, I'm gonna say that because it. I've never seen a show go such a 180 turn from something tonally and character-wise, and also when he. But, but the end of the episode, I think, is one of the worst ways of ending it, where he's like, oh, I, "I I planned it all along, Morty. I like I planned everything. Everything was thought up, and uh." Whereas that feels completely wrong like if if that were the case, then why did he turn himself over? Why did he turn himself over to the police? Like I get I get that they in season three, they say, oh, because so he could destroy all the aliens and take it all back. But if that were the case, then he could have easily just built like a massive machine and took them down before
0: all of that happened, if he really thought it all through. um. But maybe he needed to get in there for. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe he need not go through the process, but there was, like, and obviously they, like, it, it's not necessarily made clear, but there could have been information that he got from that sort of process. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I know, I because I know, like, he but, had then, to, he but had the thing to, he is, you take can't take the, jump yeah, to conclusions. Yeah, you know what I mean? He had to take down the shields.
1: Conclusions of he had to take down the shields from the yeah. inside. I get that, but I just think that's a bit much, though. Because do you think? Yeah. I, I think that's a bit, a, a bit much of, of, and a bit much, too much of a jump. Because, again, like, season two, it didn't feel like they were setting that up at all. And also, I looked into this, and th- I found out that before season three, they fired most of the writers. They, oh they really. fired most of the original writers, and, <laughs> and hired mostly women, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Okay, say, I'm not gonna say women ruin the show. Definitely not. But I, I will say that, it, that it explains why tonally it feels weird, and they they're focusing too much on. Uh, okay, okay. I'm I'm gonna complain a little bit more about this, but they're they're focusing. No, go go ahead. Uh, I apologize for this, but whatever. Um, but one thing I, I also don't. I'm not a fan of is that they're focusing way too much on the divorce plot, like the the whole. You don't like it. I'm not big on it because I honestly don't care. Because the joke joke of season two and season one was that, yeah, there was, like, that Morty's parents, you know, Jerry and Beth, they had problems. But the story and the whole show bounced around that because they knew that the viewers didn't give a shit. The joke is that it is completely stupid and pointless, and Rick knows that. And so the show completely just... the show – both the show and Rick do not give a shit, and they're incredibly passive about it. Because um, in one episode, um, the um, – uh, Rick's in Ricksty Minutes, Rick and Morty just – are just sitting watching TV and not giving a single shit about Beth and Jerry's uh, quarrels and and relationship problems. And there's deep shit going on, but it's not focused on, and it's not ever a problem, and it's not getting in the way of the story – or Rick, really, and in season three, they they're using that and completely. It's it's getting in the way of a lot of a lot more than than it should. But yeah.
0: Do you think? See, I I don't think so. Like, I feel like that. It's good to have a sub. It's good to have a subplot. I think, and it's a character developing subplot. Do you, like, do you not feel Uh that it is, do you not feel that it's advancing what Jerry is and what, like, Beth is a bit different, like, I think she's still, like, she's still angry, but, and, but Jerry's sort of, like, you know, he started off, like, the joke was, like, you know, he's, he's sad about his divorce, blah, 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 but I feel like he's, yeah, bit by bit, like, it's, it's very slow, and I, like, that's the other thing, it's very, a lot of the development, maybe, and maybe that's just me grasping at straws, that could be the thing as well, me grasping at straws of, Development that seems like it's there, but it might not be. Do you know what I mean?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. See, I don't know. Yeah. See, like, i I've enjoyed I've enjoyed every single episode, and maybe that's just I don't know. Maybe that's just me wearing it with um, with the you know what I mean, with the right view on it. Maybe that's just me looking at it like I love Rick and Morty. I have to automatically like these episodes, but but I do. Maybe I there's n- and maybe it's just like I've 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 read into bits and pieces of like what a lot of the underlying things have said, and maybe that's heightening how much I like it as well. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe I have a very mm. biased view, but I've I have I don't have anything I I can't think of like I I understand a lot of your um your gripes about it, but I don't know. Mm. Do you? Do you think they can turn it around from here? Like, do you think these final few episodes could redeem it? Redeem your view on it? Like, obviously, you could what you could finish the season and say, okay, I changed my mind.
1: Uh, by, this the, is my by, favorite the, season. by the way, um, by by the way, Matt, uh, Matthew, you're really badly cutting out for some reason. I have no idea why. Yeah, I was about to say you were cutting out a little bit as well. Ah, oh, shit. I think it's our internet. Should we? C-
0: I'll cu- I'll hang up and I'll ring again. Okay. All right.
1: Alright, mate. That's, it's all good okay.
0: now. Okay, we're we're back. We're back. Um, fuck.
1: What were we saying? Um, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I just I had to bring it up because it was. No, that's like, alright. It, it was a big problem. But anyway, that's alright. As, as you're saying um, now, like.
0: You're, uh, I can't remember what was I saying. Shit. Something about Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, something um, <laughs> about Rick and Morty. You just <laughs> forgot like the last twenty minutes of the conversation. <laughs> See, I don't. I. I understand your gripes about it, but I don't think they're as, in my eyes, they're not as bad as they you, you say they are, do you know what I mean? That's just different pers- perspectives. Of course. Do you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Like, I don't think, um, I don't think that it's that, I like, I've, I've liked every single episode. And I've liked the sort of undertone of every single episode. Um, But in retrospect, like, for example, talking about Rick, how he's sort of transformed from he's a very empath, like, he's, he has this actual loving side of him, and it's, like, turned the complete other way around, like, I haven't, the thing is, I've watched season two, with the idea of season one, and I watched season three, with the idea of one and two in my head, but not necessarily, like, addressing the character development as well, like, the way I think about it, Mm. doesn't take that into consideration like oh how, like how how he's changed how um Rick's character has changed like like little things like that mm. maybe for me I don't take a lot of the uh, the other stuff into consideration I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing I think, you know I, what think I mean. it's, like, I what? it's a bit of both really I mean like I don't know it's 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 because I
1: notice these changes, and I notice these, like, narrative changes, and especially in the writing, that bothers me so much. And it's not that I don't want change for this show. My problem is that I do want change for the show, and for me, they've gone so far back to season one that it feels more like a far step back from what they wanted to do with the show initially. And I can't help but feel like it's because of the change in writers of that that have shifted this ch- th- this change and made this change.
0: Well that makes sense. And like <laughs> it makes complete sense why that could sh- like why the whole tone would have changed. Um do you have what would you've done better? Not what have you done better, <laughs> but what would you have done? Rather than go like what what would you have changed about Rick and maybe the story that they're going on sort of thing. Well I would have probably
1: um had a better escape for Rick. Like that was that wasn't just anticlimactic and epic escape or something, because when I when I saw the um, some of the clips for season three while I was getting hyped for it, I saw the pickle Rick um, animatic and I thought, oh my god, is this how he's gonna get out of the prison? Nope. Um, so I would have had it more set up that. Um, Rick would have had a much grander escape, and the whole episode would have been dedicated to Rick trying to escape the prison um and I liked how the first episode had had him going through his mind and all that, but I would have preferred it if if the episode focused more on that and had i guess more going on inside the actual prison um you completely remove the, the 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 um the Ricks like the multiple Ricks the Council of Ricks completely remove that plot, um because it, it that that just doesn't really feel, um right like have a separate episode for the Council of Ricks have a different thing going on for that that's dedicated to those ep- to those characters don't shove it in one episode just focus on the one idea. And that is to get Rick out of the prison, and then focus on sort of how how Rick is picking up after that escape. And so after the escape, he he, and after the first episode, the first episode marks his escape, and then episode two has him sort of, um, saying you know what up, bitch is back or whatever, and then and then there's like problems with the family and the family's like judging him and all that, and we're setting up how the family feels about him after having that, having that happened. And then a separate episode can have the aliens um, sort of getting taken down, um, which episode one had all of this happening in one episode, whereas I feel like they could have had a whole episode dedicated to that so we could understand um, what's at stake more and we could kind of see more ground level and another idea, I guess, would would have been to kind of lessen the episodic feel. Because season two had a much more narrative feel to it. Each episode didn't feel as episodic as, ep- as season one. And I love season one, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I really like season one. I th- thought it's, it's genius. And it was a good sh- start for the show. And season two picked up from that, but had a much more narrative feel. And it felt more... Like a story. Like it felt more like an, like they were setting up something actually really big. And then season three cuts that off. And I would prefer it to, to keep it consistent from season two. And then see what happens from there. And see what changes from there. But that's, that's just
0: me though. See, I, li- I honestly, I agree with a lot of that. Like I agree that you should... The f- I feel like they could have cut out an episode... Not, well, maybe not cut out an episode... Like, actually, to be honest, um, even the, the Mad Max one, episode two, they probably could have, like, shelved that for later on, even for the next season, and sort of had that... Fir- you know, the whole first episode being um, him escaping. And then even the second episode could be the, the Council of Bricks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could have, they could have expanded that a bit longer. I really feel like they could have. Absolutely. Because um, it does... Like... And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I didn't really necessarily have anything wrong with it, but it could have been better if they sort of, um, you know, um, branched it out a bit and sort of like, like, like and rather than like condensing it, they condense it quite a bit, like, uh, like a lot of stuff. And I do agree. Like, obviously, there's a lot of the. Um, now that I think about it, a lot of the um, of the the story arc and the narrative is that second. Is that like that second story with Beth and Jerry, and a lot of it does feel like it's very episodic. But like, there's obviously there's things that link, but it's still very episodic rather than narrative. Which is like, but then again, that's not a bad thing. South Park has done that very, very, very well for years while still developing characters, etc., etc. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it uh, sort of a lot South, of your South Park? Your,
1: South Park actually does have. In fact, no. In fact, actually, Matthew, you're wrong about South Park. Kind of. You're mo- right? you're mostly right. But um there two whole seasons were dedicated to an actual yes. full
0: story mm. about Okay, that's true. Yeah, in fact, actually three seasons were all story. Yeah, it's about 3 now. <laughs> yeah, no. it it's going it's to be four. It's going to be four once this next season finishes. Oh shit. But I yeah, but but like, but for years. And that's why I said for years, because I knew, I, I knew that you were going to bring that yeah. up. But like, yeah, but like for years, I feel like they did it very well episodically. And that was for like at least 14 seasons. Mm. Couldn't, do you, like, do you know what I mean? Like Rick and Morty could have done that for realistically the same amount of time before going into that. Like it's not that narrative is a bad thing, but I don't think it's been, do you think it's because it's, it went back and, f- like it went from episodic, to narrative and then back to quite episodic.
1: Yeah, because I think, I th- I, I, and also I don't think narrative's bad, and I don't think episodic's bad either. But for, for season one, I chalked it up to, I, I chalked it up mainly to it's the beginning of the show, it's early days, and so far it's great. But it could become so much more than that. It could have a lot more emotional depth to it, and there already is some in season one. But season two kind of brings a whole lot more to it, and it expands upon what it built up with a narrative. Season one did still have a narrative, but season two was two's was so much stronger, and it felt much more, um, much more alive, filled with that sort of thing. And um, be- because of that, because of that narrative, I expected something different from season three. I expected. Uh, a, it built up to something that would change, another change. But instead, it was going backwards. And I, 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 I feel kind of weird comparing this, uh, using this comparison. But Bojack Horseman does not do this. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen Bojack Horseman, but.
0: Oh, bits, bits and pieces. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But Bojack Horseman is all narrative, it is all that. And. It has been consistent for the last three seasons, and season four is coming out this month, actually. Uh, so- sorry to date this episode, but because <laughs> it'll, no, it'll, no, it'll, it'll probably be out by the time this episode's up, but um, but season four is coming out very soon. And at this point, like Bojack Horseman has been consistently story, and it has been consistently very emotional, very, very story heavy, and um, incredibly emotional for what it is like it's a simple comedy it's a cartoon comedy but it has some really deep shit like serious shit going on throughout each episode and um, it is intense es- emotionally it's amazing and how it can been like this consistently for the last three seasons whereas Rick and Morty <clears throat> it had that for season two and hell it had that for a lot of season one as well where it it, it Knew how to, how to be consistent, and all I ask for Rick and Morty, honestly, as a fan and as someone who loves Rick and Morty, I dearly do. I wish for it to have consistency in what it wanted initially. That's all. That's all <laughs> I really ask for it, because I think, because I do love Rick and Morty. I love its characters. I love uh, its its sci-fi setting and i love how it came all from a shitpost
0: yeah it, and that's the best bit Absolutely. Like cuz that's how they all that's how both dan and justin started yes it was all that channel 101 just shit and it's like it's like it's the, it's it's very much like how um like how like newgrounds and like early youtube was like that really like independent, like, very, like, homemade feel, and it's turned into one of the best shows on television.
1: Yes. Absolutely. The Simpsons started from, mm, it's- like, a small, shitty cartoon series on the Jerry... U- the uh, Sorry, uh, there. Uh, something Ullman show. Um, the Ullman show. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just the Ullman show. Or Tracy Ullman. Yeah, it's Tracy Ullman. It started from, like, this... this Ullman, yeah, yeah, it started from this, like, shitty, shittily animated crappy show on the Tracy Ullman show to something, like, to... The longest-running cartoon show in American history.
0: No, it's crazy. It's crazy how it's turned out like that. Yeah. And A lot of shows like that—they start out from this sh- shitty little thing. Like even like Broad City on Comedy Central, which is what I've seen. There's some quite. There's quite a good sh- lot of jokes in there. It's a pretty 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 good comedy. That started out as a web series as well, yeah. produced by the two the two stars in it. A lot of a lot of shit starts like that. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, humble, humble beginnings, very humble beginnings. Absolutely. Maybe Marty's net show will, will one day <laughs> have. Maybe Marty will have his own TV show one don't day. Don't jinx it, mate. John, don't <laughs> jinx it. No, I, I better not jinx it. Yeah. Oh, that, that that's uh, yeah. So that's our, that's our on. We like we love movies and TV, both of us. Yes. And, I, I yeah, it's good. Those I. It's. I hope somebody out there who's listening has. Found a new favourite TV show. Maybe it's Breaking Bad. I know I have. It's Atlanta. It's an- Boy. It's Atlanta. Well, see, look, there we go. See, there is something good out of this podcast. <laughs> something. It's at least at least something. <laughs> oh, good shit. This has been On We Talk. A We Are On We production. Hosted by me, Matthew Winter. You can find more episodes of our show on iTunes, Spreaker, as well as on our website, onwe.tv, which is E-N-N-U-I dot TV, and at youtube.com slash TV one